1: The Around the NFL podcast secretly sings Sugar Ray in the shower. (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the
2: Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. I am so excited for today's show. I'm so excited. We have so much to get to today, and um, so we can't waste too much time because we have um, the Monday Night Football recap to go over. Right. Uh, uh, Saints-Falcons at the Superdome. We have the team of ATL conversation we have to have, and, and there is a, a, a chance – I'm not saying it's going to happen – a chance that we choose a team of around the NFL uh, on this, in this show, yes. depending on how the conversation goes. Uh, we are going to, yes, it is that time already. After week three, we're going to stick a fork in some teams and and say uh, definitively, in fact, even though we are imperfect and we have failed in this in the past, almost every year, in fact, uh, we will say without any question, the teams that we d- decide today are not making the playoffs. Season's over. Smell you later. Check you in 2017. <laughs> then
3: we'll do our playoff picture and our Super Bowl preview and get on with the off season. <laughs>
2: Uh, After that, we will hit up the Thursday Night Football Preview, Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's also a a special show,
4: as as indicated by the money drop, because let's be honest, none of us are singing Sugar Ray in the shower. Only (laughs) one man on this podcast would do that, our humble producer, Brandon McGinnis
2: guilty yeah the Irishman his final show in his latest tour of duty could be his last tour of duty we will talk about that a little bit later but we're going to enjoy every second we have left with the Irishman one of the all-time greats Uh, but before we get going and get into the Monday night football uh, recap we have some breaking news one of the most popular NFL podcasts out there right now in the game the around the NFL podcast no sponsor no sponsor at all. No, nothing coming in. They're leaving money on the table at
4: this point. Yeah. That's for sure.
2: Beholden to no one because no one wants us? Yeah. So what happens? Breaking news coming in. What do you think? Oh, what's this going to be? A, a podcast of your ilk. Apple. Verizon. Sony. Cadillac. Sony. The White Whale. Dicks. Dicks. Could be. Well, yeah. The president. The pre- president of the United <laughs> States. Well, let me just say we might have gotten a bloop, big fish. Oh, yeah? And we have, to, we have to travel all the way to the Netherlands to find him. I want to welcome to the Around the NFL podcast, Mr. Yeah. Flame, are you there? I'm here. Wow. All right. Let me break this down for everyone. Uh, Mr. Flame is a economics uh, teacher and... Uh, from the hague comma the netherlands is that correct (laughs) mr flame that's correct and uh you speak with uh, and i don't know what's going on in the hague the hague kind of sounds like a dance dance craze from the 1960s to be honest with you what what is your background where do you come from
1: i'm i'm uh uh, i'm an american living overseas excuse me and uh yeah teaching at an American school in the Netherlands. I'm having a bit of a fanboy moment here. Hey, um, <laughs> You were so,
4: just like, "What? Little. where can I live that's the something in the something? Because the Hague in the Netherlands has to be the only place in the world that has that going on.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a short list, I'm sure.
5: It's the most specific city on earth. So Mr. That's Flame
2: right. uh, reached out to us via Twitter with a link to his website, um, flameclass.com. You want to check it out? F L A I M uh, with a pitch, an economic pitch. I think, is this part of like a lesson plan for the kids?
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is.
2: And you want to explain to the listeners your offer? Uh, and we're going to, right now, we're going to say it's an offer. We're not accepting anything. We want to hear it from the flame man himself. What is your offer to the Around the NFL podcast to become our exclusive, our exclusive sponsor?
1: Well, you've had that. To- so many years of, of shows that I've listened to and the running commentary has always been about the sandwiches that, uh, come up regularly. And <laughs> I felt that I wanted to give something back. So I offered a sandwich a week for the heroes and, uh, of course, Rushmore-worthy producers. I assume uh, Sydney's behind the glass there, so he's included in that also. Sydney
2: and Irishman are You've be- got the Irishman there. here. That's fantastic. Not, no it? one's put him on Rushmore yet, so <laughs> at this point, Sydney. yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wait, so one sandwich to split between the four or five of us, or we each
2: get
1: one? I thought you each got one. Okay, oh, yeah. I right. Right. Well,
2: I hope so. I just want to be clear. All right, yeah. so, so the offer from Mr. Flame is a round of sandwiches. Um. In exchange for? There's more. Oh, there's more.
5: Yes. We are also, even though they were going to sponsor us, we are still not beholden to anyone.
2: Oh, that's very important. That's an important part of this offer.
1: All right, so that's good. Critical independence. uh, You know, the advertising uh, can't... uh subsume the creativity of the of the geniuses the heroes so you know, i like the vision of this man
2: yeah and then nego- according to mr flame's write-up negotiations can commence asap as long as dan hansis does not help with the exchange rate talks on sandwich values <laughs> since he w- once earned a 38 on a state mandated math test i'd like to correct you mr flame mm. it was a 39,
1: mm. 39. I, I i felt the running bit should be the uh changing of that number given the number of years it's been <laughs> since you earned that
2: okay wow. that's fair that's fair all right so mr flame the offer is out there a round of sandwiches and all we need is one round uh we are not beholden to anyone still and i can't have anything to do with the exchange rate i don't really know what that means but i'm i will step aside from any math related equations uh mark what do we think about this
3: i think it's number one you know, we, we work for a company that is not, uh, not light in the pockets. they got a lot of cash to throw around. They're constantly making cash. And we are the number one uh, earner, if they had a sponsor, the number one grossing, the biggest podcast in the NFL. And the league just says, couldn't care less. So you know who's coming in? <laughs> Mr. Flame from The Hague, the Netherlands. He's saying, enough with the nonsense. Me and my economics class, we're going to light this thing on fire. Let's
2: get it done. He's my man. Ah! We're going to light this thing on fire like we're going to light our careers on fire. I like this.
3: I like that we had to reach to a deep part of another part of the world to find
4: someone that said, yes, you should be sponsored. Thank you. My only concern is The Hague is known, it's actually called the International City of Peace and Justice. And it's known, you know, for its international courts. And I just wonder, like, do you have any power to put us into international courts or international crime if you're not happy with the podcast that's fair. and how the sponsors? Good question. That's a fair question.
1: Yeah, I think that's a realistic uh, question from the boss. Uh, you know, I'd say the, uh, the ICJ probably has a lot of things on its mind and on its plate, and, and maybe we could uh, keep the podcast off their docket They're probably quite busy. All right, good. You're not uh, aware
5: of some of Mark Sessler's uh, outside interests when the podcast isn't going. (laughs) Well, and by the way, the league also will not send us
3: to London, but maybe the league will send us to The Hague.
2: On to The Hague.
1: On to The Hague. Everybody to The Hague. I think, uh, (laughs) isn't your boss uh, old uh, Henry Hodgson over in London?
2: Uh, he's Constantly, al- yeah, he's always flying around. He Isn't was in like Monte Carlo, cool. London. All right, yeah, we going. got. I mean, enough is enough. We gotta, we gotta move on okay. with the show. But I will say this, Mister yep. Flame, uh, you made a great offer, and I think it has to be a four-way vote. We all, it's got to be unanimous. Uh, everyone uh, that believes that Mister Hames Economics Clash should be the sponsor. What did I say? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Mr. It's not Flame. Corey Hame.
2: <laughs> Mister Flames Clash should be the sponsor. Yay! 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 One hundred percent. Wes? Yay! All right. With gusto! All right. All right, Wes, (laughs) calm down. All right, Mr. Flame, you got what you uh, came for, and uh, we will – offline we'll figure out the sandwiches, how you're going to get them to us, uh, and we will remain beholden to no one. You got yourself a deal, buddy. You just got the sponsorship of the number one podcast of NFL.com.
1: From all your listeners, thanks so much for your show. It's a great show. We really appreciate it.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Flame. Thanks, Mr. Flame. Thanks, guys. Not beholden to you, though. I Uh, like Mr. Flame. (laughs) <laughs> okay. There we go. We are now right. officially uh, sponsored wow. uh, for the first time. Uh, we'll, this sponsorship will uh, kick off in earnest uh, on Thursday's show. Uh, it will become the new sponsor. Can't wait to say it. I like it. And yeah, will be very excited.
4: We've gone from the flames, you know, the original incarnation with Mark and Dan. Full
2: circle. To Mr. Flame. Full circle.
4: Any
3: concern about a sandwich being shipped from another <laughs> landmass? I, I mean, don't. Yeah, we'll can ha- he just order sandwiches online and call we'll the city and have that. them
2: delivered to us? I think, I think Mark's overthinking this a little. Okay, bit. that's all.
3: Oh yeah, I'm not thinking. Oh, will we tried in international courts? Is that? That's not overthinking
2: it. Gotcha. Hey, that was important. <laughs> okay, that was during negotiations. <laughs> yes. Monday Night Football at the Superdome on the 10-year anniversary, or close to it. It was actually Sunday of Steve Gleason's historic, iconic blocked punt that uh, you know came to signify the spirit of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina and tra- changed the franchise. Really, three years later, they were champions. By the way, it was the first game in the Superdome
4: with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I mean, that's it. There you go. It
2: I mean, changed what a, all that night. A change, uh, a change that uh, changed the city, and now. Ten years later, they're again playing the Falcons on Monday Night Football. No magic here in store, though, for the Saints this time around, who could not get a stop on defense to save their lives. I think, what was it, five or six touchdown uh, drives in a row by the by the Atlanta Falcons in this game, uh, a game that the Saints kind of hung around uh, in until the third quarter uh, or early in the fourth quarter when Drew Brees uh, dropped back and got picked off his first pick in over 300 pass attempts, a pick six, uh, run back for a score that clinched the game. Final score: 45-32, uh, the Falcons over the Saints. The Falcons now a surprise two and one, and the Saints buried, buried. Greg Rosenthal at 45-32, and I think Greg, this was your lock of the week. No. Oh.
4: Terrible memory. But I did lose my lock of
2: the week. Should the it Chargers. surprise me, though, that you – anytime you don't get excited about the Saints? Because you must be dying right now. Saints 0-3. Well, not com-
4: not compared to Saints fans because they've seen this, you know, hardcore Saints fans. You know, I'm just kind of a dilettante here. I root for them and whatnot. But uh say debutante? I don't know. They were a terrible defense that needed to play good team defense this year just to approach mediocrity, and they're missing seven – starters from their defense so you take what's a bad defense and you make it worse and it reminds me of what we talked about when they gave Sean Payton this extension what what if they do have another season like the last couple that they have what if they go off to another zero and three start for the third straight year and this guy signed through 2020 it just feels like more of the same the same problems year after year I, for me, the
3: takeaway from this game, and it, you, you want to find out what an offense can, can be. Go play, go play the Saints if you're not the New York Giants in week two. Because what we saw from the Falcons was, and yes, it's not great for Julio Jones fantasy owners, but this year's Falcons versus Matt Ryan throwing the ball up to Julio Jones 18, 19, 20 times a game and it's your only way to score points, spreading the ball all over the field. You mentioned it last night. Chris, their backfield, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman, a fascinating duo. Sanu looks... Awesome so far to me. I think he's a perfect compliment and an upgrade from Rodney White. Got
2: game, but we'll see how he. We well, he's been dealing with injuries, Second but I mean, he's
3: he is an asset to that team, and they can do a lot of different things. There's a reason that Matt Ryan's numbers and absolute kind of composure looks better this season. Now,
2: let's give Matt Ryan a lot of credit. He had a down year last year, and I don't think there was any real hype around him. A lot of uh, talk, including in this room, that maybe he was what he was at this point. And I thought he he looked excellent this game. And yes, granted, this was a terrible showing by the same Defense. In fact, I want to point out one point in this game. Third and nine at midfield. Uh, the score at this point is 35 17. The Saints have a chance to get off the field. And what happens? Matt Ryan uh, does a little uh, play action, and Devontae Freeman sneaks out of the backfield, uncovered, catches the ball, and rumbles uh, about 40 yards uh, down into the inside the 10 yard line. And then on uh, two plays later, Tevin Coleman bounces outside on a run, and there's literally no one on the left side of the field. It was some of the worst defense I've ever seen. You almost want them to fire Rob Ryan again.
3: I, I'm with you, Dan, and I know a lot of people like football games today where the whole emphasis is you know, high-octane scoring on both sides. This is the I, I'm in I'm the minority, I'm sure. This is not the
2: kind of football game
3: I you want
4: are, to watch. You were pee- cheesed off watching this game. I,
3: well, this is exactly what we said the Saints were going to be, and they were.
2: Well, this is. Mo- I'm sure the the because you're very angry talking about this game, Mark. Uh, anything to do with the the debates, the presidential debates at the same time, mm. going back and forth? It, were, no, you know, didn't watch up?
3: those till after. I separate my profession from, you know, after. There's a lot of fire, a lot of rage
2: on text as well. Well,
3: I, I was annoyed about this game on Thursday, and there's a reason. I find the Saints to be a <laughs> construction of, hey, we've got Drew Brees. Put us on national television a bunch of times. But forget but about an, the Saints. I- you have an I incomplete think. team. Okay, they're
2: well, 0-3. They're done. What about the Falcons? Are they better than we th- we thought they just were?
3: Just said, I think their offense is, is, has a lot of opportunities this season.
5: Part of it's their schedule. They played a really easy schedule, and they're about to play, I believe, the Broncos, Seahawks. And, another, and Carolina in the next three weeks. So they're going to be tested. But this Matt Ryan thing, the idea that he was now a mediocre quarterback, I never bought that. You can't extract the quarterback play from his teammates. They had Julio Jones and no one else last year. And now you've got, I think, a backfield that is in the running for the best complementary backfield in the NFL, the way Kyle Shannon is using Devonta Freeman and Tevin Campbell. And you've got speed at wide receiver now. Mohamed Sanu's been injured, but you can throw in – all. Aldrick Robinson, who runs a 4 3 Taylor Gabriel, who used to be with the Browns. And throw those guys in for 15 to 20 plays a game. Kyle
4: Shanahan's getting production out of these. Well, we, we've we talked about on our, a YouTube hit, which you guys can check out, or on NFL.com, about the Josh McDaniel sweepstakes. Kyle Shanahan, to me, is another guy who could be a head coaching candidate because Dan Quinn hasn't improved this defense at all. It's probably worse than when, when Mike Smith uh, left. The defense is bad. Three straight weeks. The offense, yes, they're playing the Raiders and the Saints. They scored, what was it, how many straight touchdowns? You don't see that in the NFL. At least five. Against the Raiders... They scored six out of seven drives at one point, including three touchdown drives in a row that were two minutes and 45 seconds and under. So you can say, okay, they're playing a bad defense. Well, the Giants scored, didn't score a touchdown against the Saints. The Titans scored 10 points against the Raiders. So you have to give the Falcons some credit. They have one of the most explosive offenses right now until proven otherwise.
2: I, and I want to say Devontae Freeman looked incredible in this game. And our old friend, Jarris Bird...
1: Is there a worse safety J-verse. in the league
2: right now?
3: I, I don't know My if league. he's been healthy in three-plus years. Just, and at
2: a certain point, you got to take him out of the lineup because he, was, he looked like wow. completely lost do, on a couple plays fo- to the point where he's falling on his ass. He like, had a he couple good games lost. to
4: start the year, but this is a team who – is has an undrafted rookie Ken Crawley who is going to be what fifth on their depth chart as their number one cornerback because they lost four players out of their secondary. It's like they don't have a choice. They can't blitz because they can't cover. They can't do anything special. I mean, it's just the most talent poor defense in the NFL.
2: I think the Saints are going to come up a little later in the show, but uh, let's move on.
3: Your honor. I like when they dig into the rich second verse of that song. We don't always hear that.
2: <laughs> There's actually a Bohemian Rhapsody version of the song. It's like nine minutes long. That like gets into the backstories of all our lives. It's very interesting. It explains when we were around the league versus around the NFL. <laughs> That's why it's ATL. Yes. yes, good point. Worth explaining. Anybody ask, asking questions. That's in the fourth verse. <laughs> For about 100 episodes, we were the Around the League podcast. And the changeover happened right about the time Dick Banks, who composed that song, um, you know, uh, recorded it and we didn't want to change it. We like it. Team of ATL, team of ATN. It's the same thing. All right. Now, let me set the set the groundwork here. Set the ground floor. Set the ground. Uh, we're gonna build groundwork. The, Thank you. the ground floor. Thank you. Build, build the, ground. the ground floor here. <laughs> uh, the team of around the NFL. The team that we collectively uh, will root for together. We had a nomination process a couple of weeks back, and through that nomination process, uh, the following teams were up for nomination: as the team of ATL, uh, Mark Sessler, the Cincinnati Bengals, Chris Wessling, the Tennessee Titans, the old Zeuser, the Oakland Raiders, uh, Greg Rosenthal, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Mark. Um, moved away from the Bengals, and I believe Mark is officially uh, putting the Minnesota Vikings in as his nominee in this in this game. Are you along with us on this, Mark?
3: Oh, yes. That's not news.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the Vikings are in. And uh, so those are the four teams right now, before we go around the horn here, and I'll just – some basic facts here. The Vikings are 3-0 and and obviously playing tremendous uh, football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and the other teams uh, are one and two Titans, two and one Raiders, one and two Bucks, and the Bengals. Mark's original team are one and two. So things not uh, looking so good right now in terms of uh, win loss record. But that's not really, Greg, what it's all about.
4: No, the Panthers. When we chose them, I believe in two thousand thirteen. were I think they started
2: the year three and three, and we we chose them in the middle of that. All right. So I want everyone to now have an open mind, open hearts, and we might not choose a team. We're laying that out there. We're not going to force anything. It's got to be a unanimous vote to pick a team. Uh, We might have to uh, adjourn this to a later date if we have to. Let's see how it plays out. Mark, we're going to start with you. Uh, Mark Sessler, ladies and gentlemen, again, explain to us why the Vikings should be the team of ATL.
3: It starts for me with the coach that I've been talking about all offseason into this season, Mike Zimmer, who, you know what? I think 31 other teams – can look around and say, had we had a vacancy, we should have thought about this guy a lot sooner than we did. But you know what? I think he is who he is because he came to it late in life. Mike Zimmer has shown incredible resilience no matter what's happened to this team. Who would have thought you lose your starting quarterback, you lose the best running back on the planet, and you're going to be 3-0. and And it seems with this entire locker room, completely believes in themselves. I love their players. Stephon Diggs on offense. They've got a very stacked defense. I've been through it before. This is my team, and if anyone chooses to sign up with me, there is one caveat: you have to believe it too. I don't want if the if, if the Vikings, because I don't care if the Vikings go six and ten, they're my team. If someone else is looking for an NFC, you know, playoff game win, I don't want to hear about it if things don't go your way. If you sign up for it, it's because you want it.
2: That man believes what he's saying. Mark Sessler, ladies and gentlemen, has officially nominated the Minnesota I'm Vikings. I'm confused
4: about the rules at the end of that. I just <laughs> don't want any he- I don't want to hear any flack in the cube farm. Oh,
3: the Vikings <laughs> might have been a bad idea. Like I just don't want to hear uh, any lip from anyone. Oh, okay. Well,
4: that. But that's you, we're allowed to like other teams too, you know, in our hearts. Let's just rest. Right, we
2: know what you're saying, Mark. Yeah. Okay. The, I didn't, the point. Being, I didn't until that. If we choose as a collective, the Minnesota Vikings. They are our team, so there can be no backbiting. Once we're in, we're in together. Now, Chris Wessling we move on to. Um, Chris, the Tennessee Titans, you were very high on in the preseason. You publicly uh, broke up with them on Twitter during Sunday's Week 3 game. The question to you now, Wes, um, who will replace the Titans as a nominee, if anyone? Such a hard question because the number one factor
5: of all the factors that go into team of ATL for me is always when I get home from a long Sunday of watching football, who's the team I want to turn on immediately Mm. on Game Pass? And there is no team. There's no team that has replaced the 2015 Arizona Cardinals. Wow.
3: He's being honest. Clean it up,
2: 32 NFL teams. Clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) It, <laughs> sorry. It, it does Wait, feel that way this season. I want to yeah. remind the audience to to refrain from any type of reactions like that. This is an honest discussion with open minds and open hearts. Go ahead, West.
5: So, since no one has replaced the 2015 Arizona Cardinals and since I believe one of the worst mistakes we ever did in this segment was jumping on a Chargers team that peaked too early, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea to chase 3 and 0 records for team of ATL. Right. I'm going to stay with the Arizona Cardinals as my nomination. Wow! For the team of ATL.
2: Interesting. Interesting, especially because the Arizona Cardinals are not playing well right now. Wes, that is a nomination that you believe they will turn it around. Obviously, you're still rooting for them.
5: Still rooting for them, and I think the best is yet to come.
2: All right, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Wes brings back the Arizona Cardinals, last year's team around the NFL. And by the way, no, there are no rules uh, to say that you cannot come back and have a back-to-back team of ATL. Mm, There's why, no, not, why not? Nowhere in the bylaws is that said. Or, nor are there bylaws. <laughs> well, not officially, <laughs> But, you know, maybe. Maybe someone at home has created bylaws.
4: Someone what? will within a week. I remember Wes wanted to bring back the Chargers for a second season last year. We said, oh, no, no, no. Not a great idea. I'm just gonna forget that that whole thing ever happened.
2: I think um, the next uh, the next team I will uh, now uh, go in, yes, the Oakland Raiders were my pick three weeks ago. Um, I'm going to stick with the Oakland Raiders, and um, now now am I going to say that I think right now they're the most thrilling team in the league? No, uh, is their defense problematic? We've obviously talked about that, um, but I thought there was some progress. Uh, in the last week's game against Tennessee, even though they were um, playing the Titans, who were lost with malarkey. But let me tell you the number one reason why I believe the Oakland Raiders should remain the te- or be the team of around the NFL, and I didn't bring it up during the nomination process. Tell us. Ever hear of a, a woman by the name of Lil Debbie? Mm. Hey, Debbie, you there? Hey. <laughs> wow. Hi, there's our hey. girl, little Debbie. I miss my boys. What's
6: going
3: on?
4: Good to have you back on the show. <laughs> this is a surprise. Mark is blushing right now.
3: <laughs> Not at all. Oh, we want to hear from you about the Why should we pick the Raiders as our team this season?
6: Well, why shouldn't the Raiders be the show's team? Who else is balling like like them? I mean... I don't know. We're balling right now. The Chargers <laughs> are doing good, but who cares? And honestly, the Rams suck. <laughs> so of course it should be the Raiders.
2: A lot of true things. Though. Now listen, Lil Debbie what? is from the Bay Area. She represents. She's loyal to the cause up there in Oaktown. Is that does that check out? Oaktown? Ye- where you are we
6: at?
2: Do that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oaktown, and she sees the Raiders as an up-and-coming team. Who are we to go against, Lil Debbie? Well, plus
4: let let's be honest. Being a Raiders fan, it's not even just about the team. Back back me up on this, Lil Debbie. I mean, what what does the Raiders culture mean to you? They're kind of the badasses of the NFL. Like we are the badasses of the around the NFL.
2: Well, NFL come, media. Let's calm down with that one. <laughs> But there is just, something to that. The, the Raiders are the bad boys of the league. You're kind of like the bad girl of uh, hip hop, uh, Lil Debbie, in a lot of ways. Uh, that's part of the process as well, isn't it?
6: Well, and I'm just like I was born in Oakland. Like, like I said before, <laughs> I'm true to my soil, and that's as uh, as a girl that doesn't watch too much football. Um, you know, I have to stick with the Raiders. Right. You know. but. But I feel like all Bay Area football teams are very uh, influential and very mm. doing, doing great things right now.
3: Let's say we go in another direction. You know, there's 31 other teams to pick from. What is your attitude towards the four of us if we don't get this done according to your wishes? What if we
2: do not choose the Raiders? Would that change how you felt about us? This is what Mark's th- saying, I think.
6: Uh, <laughs> no. I love you guys anyway.
2: Oh, oh, we I love we you too, nice. little Debbie. Hey, do you have any concerns about the Raiders' defense through three weeks?
6: <laughs> no, they're like, didn't they do good last? They're doing better, right? You
2: Absolutely, I mean? yeah, they're, they're working rolling on it. They've won two out of three games, and their defense really did step up. Held their opponent on Sunday to just ten points. So Debbie's plugged in too. So don't pretend oh, like
6: plugged and and they're playing the Ravens next, right?
2: Oh, take them! Wow, on, she even knows the schedule. She's the best. A little Debbie. I
6: know. I'm on top of it. You know.
2: Hey, we should know your schedule. What's going on? What's going on next with you? Got any of those uh, uh, wacky tobacco festivals coming up?
6: <laughs> um, actually, one just passed, but I'm doing another one in October, and I'll definitely let you guys know when and how that's going to go, and you guys should come. We can
3: Ooh. maybe, maybe do, a sh- we'll do a show from there, do an episode from there.
6: <laughs> that the would be NFL really would love fun. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, uh, yes, you can get uh, Lil Debbie's latest album uh, is available in iTunes and all other uh, means of um, shareable music, correct? Yeah, follow her on oh, Twitter, all too. All types of it. All right, so make sure you check that out. Lil' Debbie, it was a blessing to have you here. We have to get you back in the studio, too, because, uh, you know, talking to Lil' Debbie is always uh, a fun thing for us. But Lil' Debbie is one of the crew. That's next-level stuff.
6: That's yeah, right. it's gang. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, all right, Debbie. Squad, Yes. What was that, Lil' Debbie?
6: I said squad. Oh, We're squad. squad oh, that's
2: right. We're sure. All right, Lil' Debbie, you're the best. See you later. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Give it up for Lil Debbie, everybody. All right. I don't need to say anything else. Top that. That's a Rosenthal. That
4: was compelling. That was compelling because we could ask, you know, I didn't want to get into negotiations with her on the air. It would go through her agent. But let's be honest. We could ask her to maybe drop some bars. Mm. Make a new team of ATL song.
2: Ooh, wow! Dick Banks doesn't like that. Out the
3: Raiders. Greg's nomination of the Patriots will struggle after what we've just heard. <laughs> uh. All right. So
2: let's let's uh, before we go to Greg, uh, Mark Zessler the Vikings, Chris Wessling uh, the Cardinals, and the old Zeuser and Little Debbie the Raiders, and now Greg. Mm. Well, the Bucks
4: are the team of THAL.
2: That's my team. But you
4: guys hate the Bucks. There's no chance that they have. It's an uphill battle. It's I you guys.
2: I, let's let's I, call it like it is. It's it's a West thing. He doesn't like the Bucs. Well, Bucks. Mar- I don't care. Mark doesn't Hold like Hold on. The Bucks, why is it all team. me? Mark, I it. thought it was you had a major problem. But it's problem okay. With the Bucks. I
5: get it. Mark has bitched about the Bucks every bit as much as I am. Yes, that is I,
4: absolutely I, true. It is. I think
3: that's why. I fine. would never vote for the Bucs. That's fine. Bucks.
4: It's like. You know, the Texans came up for a bit. I would have stood in the <laughs> way. I get it. It's not logical. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to enjoy watching Jameis Winston this year, but I don't need to be Hugh Jackson and have a positive outlook and try to lift up a team that has no chance. No offense to the Browns. So Yo, None I, taken, Greg. So I am chan- I am changed Open my, hearts, open minds. Everybody. I'm changing my nomination, and okay. uh, this is a long shot too. Uh, and I, I do worry about chasing a good record, but you said it in terms of what teams do you want to watch. I like watching the Eagles. I mean, I always Ooh. like watching the Eagles. I like watching Carson Wentz. That is the team I turned on first on Sunday night. So it got me thinking: they are the team, and uh, I pick them to win the division every single year for no reason. Why not the Eagles? You always good defense. You're always Gym excited shorts. about
2: the Eagles, but now you have the added benefit of the most exciting young quarterback in the league. Exactly, potentially. a
4: fun a fun team. They're not going to be perfect, but a defense that flies around in a young QB.
2: Can I ask a question to the quiet storm?
4: Yes, please.
2: Is there any concerns or does the Carson Wentz issue with you as a Browns fan, would that preclude you from getting behind the Eagles as the team of ATL?
3: I, I mean, I kind of explained this. I, I don't take anything away from Carson Wentz, and I totally see what Greg's talking about because – a, they're a team that kind of came out of absolute nowhere, and it's not just Carson Wentz. Right. It's their defense, too. There's a lot to like about what's happening there. So taking nothing away from the Eagles, but I, I just feel cemented and tied to my choice. It would feel kind of weird for me suddenly to be tweeting and being like, hey, look at me. I'm supporting the Eagles, this team of ATL, Like, at, you know, at which Bengals fans already have seen me do this uh, <laughs> as I shifted to the Vikings. So I respect your move, Greg. Um, I cannot support you. I expected that.
4: I just want to throw another team out there. If I didn't have
3: a team, I might sign up for that. So the Eagles are not an option, you're saying? Not for Mark. Okay. Are
2: they for everyone
3: else? Is anyone else would anyone else rule them out, or does everyone else like? Them? I
2: would not rule them out. I would Personally.
3: not rule out the Eagles.
2: Hmm. But if you're if you feel strong. well,
3: I I think what I laid out initially was is do you want to drag me along for the ride, or can I be no. maybe our te- our two teams of
2: ATL would meet in the playoffs? We could have fun with that, when I, but I want to keep the group together. So that's why no. They, they are in opposition. Not only did they play each other, I believe
4: in week seven or eight. You know, they got to have Bradford versus Wentz. I mean, this is a this, team with a lot of connective tissue. Yeah. This is a
2: no judgment zone. And if you really don't think you can get behind the Eagles, it's not going to be uh, you know dump on Mark. I will say that it's not like the Steelers or uh, the. Well, Ravens. and it's exactly like Big Ben,
3: just essentially. It's 12 years later. Okay. So but it's, it I get it. I had the it. Jets passed on Carson Wentz, and I was trying to tell you to so take, hey, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Carson <laughs> Wentz. Dan, you got to get excited about this. Where would your headspace no, be?
2: I'd probably probably be in the same place.
3: But, That's I not, again, not I'm not begrudging. You, the three of you can go down a nice little
2: road of your own, and I think you might do very, very well. We don't want to leave you. We leave no man behind here. Well, then I'm not going to make a decision right now. Okay. So we'll keep them keep them on the docket and, you know, just to keep them there, but the docket—they have yes. an up uphill climb. All right, I'm gonna make a—I'm gonna make a um, suggestion here. I don't think it's time to vote on these new four teams yet. I think maybe mm-hmm. we adjourn for a week, or perhaps even two, before making the final decision. Throw it out there. I think we
4: try. Let's see what happens on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. We promised the people a vote.
5: I just don't then think we're, gonna we're try close. To vote. I'm, I'm, with, Dan, I'm with Dan on this. I don't okay. think we're ready yet. Because. I mean, Mark seems like he's dead set on the Vikings, which is
4: cool and totally understandable. He could change his mind next week. I think the Vikings might have more support than he thinks in this room.
2: Well, there is some other stuff to get. Wes is upset with the subreddit of the Vikings. Is that a hurdle that we won't be able to clear? And again, just like I respect Mark's reasons for being against the Eagles, I respect that. That is where you come down on. The Vikings subreddit, they unleashed some personal attacks
5: on the three of you. And Mark has Mark got over that? I don't like that they attacked Mark.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm over. Well, what? I like the Vikings too. All I right. think
5: one
3: of their conceits was that we were behind the ball on the Vikings last season, and I don't care what their conceits
2: are. Whatever your conceits are, you don't go personally attacking people. It got petty, well, is what Wes is saying, and and Will Wes is is right to feel that way. But let's uh, keep things open. Are we okay to adjourn for one week? We can't drag it out too far. No, we cannot. Do we want to do one week or two weeks?
3: I think we would would see where Drop we are in date. one week because a lot can happen on Sunday.
2: Okay, we adjourn for one week with our new teams, the Vikings, Cardinals, Raiders, and Eagles. There you go. Hey, we worked through it, guys. It's a process. Anybody that's frustrated right now that thought, oh, you guys suck, you should have had a team pick by now, Mm. It's important that we get this right. That's the most important thing. Right, that's right.
4: And I, I want to apologize to Bucks fans for deserting them. It was a political move uh, for the sake of the entertainment of the show.
3: <laughs> well, that is a te- that is a shot at me, basically. That's what that is. <laughs> what
4: are you talking Look about? At, Greg
3: is saying, "Look at how selfless I am." To rally and pick a team that I know I, the, other, no. the other two guys, other than I Mark, are on board with. And I'll say, you know, listen, sorry to Bucks fans. I just had to do what was right for everyone. I was not remotely <laughs> thinking about you. Thank you, taped Did live you audience. Did I just drape him?
2: I wasn't even thinking about Mark. I don't think or about you ever. Um, okay. And I'll, a basic tenet of journalism happens downstairs in our newsroom. You don't have to be first, you do have to be right. And that's why we're not voting. Let's move on.
4: <laughs> I don't want to be first or right. I don't
2: I think we get either right, but let's move on. Stick a fork in them. All right. The return of our annual series uh, stick a fork in them where we, we decide, we throw down the gauntlet and make the decision which teams have no chance of making the postseason. Uh, and as the weeks go along, we will add teams to the list of the damned and um, to start um, we want to look at teams that are. And by the way, if we get any of these wrong, if we if we decide that a team is forked, forked hard and they go on to make the postseason as it happened twice last year with both the Chiefs (laughs) and the Redskins, we will make a donation. Was it the Redskins?
4: Yeah, uh, or was it the Texans? Did we? I think it was three teams. Oh, good end. job! I don't even
2: know. We did great. <laughs> we will make a donation to a local charity where that team plays,
4: as we did last year.
2: Yes. So we'll do, or it we'll once
4: say once we will do it all year and then not
2: actually do it. That's also another road. We, I mean, whatever happens, <laughs> a donation will be made, or it won't. But we will say we'll make a. There donation. will be
5: a donation made, it just not be made
2: by us, or it will. Maybe you know, maybe we're feeling charitable come the end of the season, and we have a little extra change. Listen, I got a kid. I got another on the way. I got to pay a rent. It's not like I have a ton of money to be throwing around to charitable foundations. Does that make me a bad guy? Oh. You decide.
5: We squandered an opportunity to throw this into the negotiations oh. for our sponsorship.
2: You know you know what happened? We got flamed. <laughs> yeah, we got
5: flamed. We make the Netherlands pay...
2: Wait,
3: wait. donations to get the U.S. here.
2: they wanted to stay longer so no, stay get out. them out get them out um, okay so anyway we'll do this in a very basic uh, method. we'll just keep it keep it very straightforward. there are 40 and3 teams in the league right now and we learned this uh, statistic via Sean McDonough and Jake Gruden or John Gruden on the Monday Night football telecast last night since the 2002 division realignment. Uh, which is how many seasons now? 2016 minus 2002, 14 seasons, maybe 15. This would so be 16.
3: the this would be the 15th last time your Raiders made the playoffs.
2: Right in the 14 seasons since the divisions realigned, no team that has started 0 and 3 has gone on to make the playoffs. So, it is history tells us, and Wes, as you say all the time about history, it is <laughs> instructive. <laughs> That's what Wes says. <laughs> When I when I make the West pull string doll and sell it and make billions of dollars, that will be one of the things it says. Sure, it's about me. Uh, history is instructive. You know, a bunch of great phrases.
5: I've only said it's about me one time, and when I said it, it really was about me. It got taken out of context.
2: It was iconic, West. Anyway, history is instructive. So the three, the four teams here, history tells us are done. So there's nothing bold if we decide to fork them, but we need to have an again a unanimous vote. The New Orleans Saints. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Cleveland Browns, and the Chicago Bears, all 0-3, all in favor of forking all four teams. Say yay. 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 Sure. Uh-oh. Stick a fork in them. A little hesitation there from you, Greg. Who's giving you a little pause? Let me guess. The Saints.
4: No, the Jaguars. Would probably be the team because of really? the their environment. The, yeah, the South.
2: They're the team. Their quarterback's broken. Does the history thing do any do anything for you? The fact that it just has never happened.
4: Yeah, but how many? Yes, of course it does. That's why I said yes. But it wouldn't be surprising to me to see the Jaguars in the mix at some point in a lousy division. They're losing each game by a few points. I mean, the Saints are a good example. Like we, they wouldn't be in this zero and three crop if they had hit a kick or if you know they didn't lose at the last second against the giants like that's just how the the nfl goes i don't think there's so much different than some teams that are two and one that are out. well against. some of those teams have out but they've got the some the loss. teams they've
3: lost to but it's a I little would,
4: different in the nfc and i think someone you know in the nfc south i don't think the saints are coming
2: back by any
3: if way. any of those teams made the playoffs it would be the story of the year
2: um and i do want to say you know if you really do have actual hesitation, because we got want to be careful with this, we got to get it right. Let's not mess up any teams this year. If you want to wait one more week on the Jags,
4: they'll I, win this week, I think, in London. But it doesn't matter. Okay, so
2: you're I'd okay. Be shocked
5: if they won this week.
2: I'm good. Okay, well, so that's right off the bat, we have forked four teams, forked hard. Get the fork out of here. You forked. D- did not take, take
4: long for that Jaguars hype train to be derailed. No. Here we are. Well, it shows Suck how much
3: can sin. happen in three weeks.
4: Thank God we didn't listen to the 74% of people on Twitter who
5: wanted us to choose the Jags for a team of mm. ATL. <laughs> All
2: right, now there's some one and two teams. In fact, there's a lot of one and two teams. I'm going to put it, I'm going to guess, in the neighborhood of about 10 teams out of the 32 in the league are sitting at one and two right now. But I want to uh, bring up four of these teams, and then if I if there's uh, one another one that jumps out to you, feel free to bring it up. The first one I'll throw out, is a team uh, with some unrest in the locker room. Got a much-needed win in Week 3 on the road, but still a lot of signs that this is a flawed team and a potentially good division. The 1-2 Washington Redskins. Our thoughts on forking the skins.
5: Too much firepower. Can't fork them. Yeah, I need another
3: week. Uh, I need to see if they ever lost to Cleveland this week, you're gone.
2: Is, should that be a general rule for all these teams? Uh, a Cleveland loss and you're gone?
3: Not any team in the NFL. I mean, anything okay. can happen. But if, if if a struggling team loses to a what people think is a top, bottom two, one or two teams, yes, you're in trouble.
2: All right, so we'll cross. Keep the Redskins alive for now. How about another one and two team? They won their opener, a shutout win, a dominant shutout one win in the <laughs> opener. Have since lost two straight. The San Francisco 49ers and Chip Kelly. We're going to count out Chip before October strikes.
4: I would have had no problem forking three teams before the season started, and that would have been the Bears, Browns, and 49ers. Nothing they have shown has changed my mind. Despite winning a game, I'd fork them.
5: Fork them. Talent poor.
3: Yeah, they're not. They're not making the playoffs. Number one, and that's what this is about. And they are giving up about. You know, the, can you please give up more points per week? <laughs> After having a shutout, <laughs> stick a fork in them.
2: They're, they're I didn't get my vote yet, but yes. Irish, you did <laughs> correctly predict that I also will fork them as well. The 49ers are done.
4: Irish, no taxation without representation.
2: The bizarre, That's how we operate in this the bizarre
4: <laughs> dominant defensive Monday night performance to start the season by San Francisco is one of the strangest. Two
3: year trends of all time.
2: In the year in the league. I do kinda I will say both to the uh to this group and also society at large that follows football. Nobody got sucked in by the one that happened this year, though. No, no. it was no. the Rams showing up unprepared uh, to play football in the regular season. We're a very
3: savvy culture,
2: and they t- <laughs> we took it. A- <laughs> yeah. We sure are. We took advantage of that. Um, the next team I will bring up is in the AFC, AFC East. They are also wow, one. Wow, throwing two. the Jets out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> If he throws six more interceptions on Sunday, I'm with you. But uh, anyway, the team I'm referring to, of course, uh, or there's two options here. The Miami Dolphins are one and two. Uh, they um, lost a narrow decision to the Seattle Seahawks on the road in week one, then fell behind huge to the, to the Patriots on the road, came back, and but then just fell short. And then they needed not only um, uh, three misses from Cody Parkey, the Cleveland kicker, uh, but then a, a touchdown in overtime to defeat the Browns at home in Week Three. Their upcoming schedule at Cincinnati, home to Cincinnati, home uh, at Cincinnati, home to Tennessee, home to Pittsburgh, home to Buffalo. by week. The Miami Dolphins. It's a tougher one.
3: Yeah, it's tougher. Not a lot tougher. They got outplayed by the Browns last week. I would,
5: I would say. I'm inclined to say even if they're in it in December,
4: Tannehill will ruin it for them and they'll fall apart down the stretch like they always do. Well, part of the reason we're doing stick a fork in them is uh, their most famous fan, Handsome Hank. Didn't what Wasn't he just so annoyed with this team that he almost wanted us to fork them? To he did. He reached out pain? to me.
2: He reached out to me yesterday on um, our instant messenger client that shall, by, shall not be named because it's run by garbage people and was pushing hard for the Dolphins to be done because he said there was no scenario by which they could win uh, enough games to make the playoffs. Um, Here's the thing, though. I still, you know, I'm not ready to say goodbye to the Dolphins yet. I would like to wait another week. Are you doing this just to stick it to Henry? Maybe. I am. I, I've been told by Henry that I'm uh, too anti dolphins on this podcast. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna, well, he is. That's all branch uh, here. That's a little patty of you.
4: He
3: is anti he dolphins. <laughs> we like when the Browns in, in the in the Miami played last week. We instead of putting you know lunch on it or a big dinner as we've done in the past. Uh, he had me write a Tim Tebow book report at one time, which I never did. <laughs> I we bet a pat of butter from the huddle. Because that's the stakes that kind of a game had. I'll wow. give the Dolphins one more week, but uh, my the only reason is I look up and down the
5: AFC and there are a lot of bad teams in the AFC. Does Handsome Hank strike you as a man who pays up on his wagers? Well, I lost, so I and paid I, up.
2: Let me let me step yes, in there. Yes, he does. Remember, he wrote a detailed uh, book review uh, back in the day, an Amazon book review. What was the book again?
3: Uh, the... It was Kurt Warner's uh, Kurt? Uh, wife. She wrote an, uh, a wonderful biography, autobiography.
2: Why are you making a face like that when you say it? I was
3: remembering what, what the book is when yes. you write about your life. Brenda
2: Warner wrote a, a book about uh, football, faith, and marriage. Uh, and if, if you want to track that down, uh, Henry wrote what amounted to, about a 300-400 word. Did a good job word. with it. Uh, oh, so I would say he does own up. That was back when he was owning up. Ooh. Let the record show Ooh. that we've seen
5: Henry using a fork.
2: <laughs> oh...
5: And he vowed that if the Redskins Whoa. made the playoffs last year, he would never use a fork again. Oh, okay.
2: That's a fair point.
4: I mean, that's you're right.
2: Wes. Okay. Well, handsome Hank. Not as much
4: follow-through as our uh, charity endeavors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're working on that. We're working on that. Uh, all right. So the Dolphins, we're going to hold for a week. Were you ready to fork them, Greg?
4: I hadn't decided. I was listening to the room, but we're going to hold. I think it's cruel of you, Dan, to let them twist in the wind for another <laughs> week.
2: too fun. (laughs) Let's stay in the AFC East now and talk about the Buffalo Bills, um, a team that, yes, uh, with their back against the wall, they beat the Arizona Cardinals, beat up on the Arizona Cardinals uh, in their building. But listen to their schedule the next two weeks. Already at one and two. Now they go to New England, who, you know, still uh, with either a banged-up Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Jake Brisket, perhaps.
3: (laughs) Ooh, slides me off a piece of that Jake Brisket.
2: But here's a look at the upcoming schedule for the Bills at New England in week four, at LA in week five. And at New England's going to be a tough game, even though it might be a banged up Jimmy Garoppolo or a banged up Jake Brisket. uh, You still think that that's going to be a very tough game. Uh, our thoughts on the Bills. I'll start with you, Mark. Well, I know what you're going to say, Mark.
3: <laughs> no. You're, really? Yeah, i am tell you what. I watched them play the Cardinals today, and uh, they beat them up, as you said. I mean, they mm. they were they, it was at home, and that Buffalo wins one game like that a season at least, but that's a game that everyone thought they were going to go 0-3. I don't see them getting past the Patriots, but they could be 2-3 and three after a win at the Rams. Then they have the 49ers and the Dolphins. So I'm not going to eliminate the Bills when I think they're a better football team than the Miami Dolphins right now.
2: Okay, that's a that's a good way to look at I'm it. I'm
5: not saying they're good teams, just they're up there with Miami.
3: Where
2: would you have been on this, Wes?
5: The Cardinals no-showed. That's what I attribute the Bills win to. The Cardinals no-showed.
4: Well, they but that's, there's a little
5: that's more crazy. to it than that, don't you, you think? Yeah, you guys I, can take away whatever you want from the game. My takeaway was the Cardinals no-show. I'm just, and the Bills can beat the Patriots in New England, and
4: I'd still vote to fork them next week. They're a bad team, they're a shallow team, and they have no offense. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, yet I wouldn't fork them. Just because I'm, I'm not in a rush to and you know, like dance around. These seasons are over after week three. I'll let that play out a little. A okay. team like the Bills. By the
2: way, does it bother you that a team that you believe no-showed would be a team of ATL? Do we want a no-showing team to be the team we all support?
5: did bother me. Yes, that did bother me.
2: Okay. Uh, the So those are the four. Are there any other one and two teams are there? I say two and one teams that you guys think uh, should be forked after three games.
3: Looking at the standings here.
4: I don't see any other teams I I would nominate. The Titans would certainly be uh the wor- if I had to pick who's the worst team with one win, I would pick the Titans. You know, kind of when I was thinking about okay, the Jaguars, what's the difference between them and some other teams or the Saints? Like, to me, the the Titans have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. They had a one-point win, which was nice, you know, a comeback against a team that was decimated. They haven't really shown me much. But I again, I'm I'm not really anxious to go crazy forking so early because this season's long. I mean, the the Chiefs were 0 and five last year. Uh, we forked them. We would have never. I think we forked them at 0 and three. We would have never considered what they what they ended up accomplishing. I don't see the Titans doing that, but it's too early to give up on them.
2: And you did have your bit earlier about the Jets, but I will say, no, I would not. If they don't ser- if they don't find a way to pull together, they played well beat, two out of three weeks. I'm just gonna say if they fall to one and three on Sunday and then they have back-to-back trips to Pittsburgh and Arizona, they should be at least uh, brought up for conversation uh, at 1-3. and three. Yeah, I'm not going to be uh, a homer on that. It's
3: no different than Wes's take on the Bills. The, the thing is they have to make the playoffs. It's not, oh, they might – hang around and be a very
4: sub-average right. team they got to make the playoffs and it's fair to say no on the rest of the afc east if you feel that way and it, and it's always tricky to do it, anything based on the schedule we say this in the off season but now it's starting to come home to roost like we'll see if the cardinals are a tough out like if that's a tough game so far they haven't been particularly yep. they've been an okay team you know a middle of the road type of team we'll see if that's a tough out
2: all right let's uh that's it right guys so the final teams Anybody else have one they want to throw out? Okay, the final teams now forked. Your season's over. Sorry, guys. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Still listen to the pod because it's really a football I know. Pod. If you're a fan of the podcast, yeah. you should enjoy the banter and also just football is fun.
4: Well, plus it's been proven we <laughs> can be wrong on this many oh, times.
2: You could stick it to us. There's been, been your interest
3: high. Believe, but at the same time telling you I your believe, hopes are over.
4: I believe in three years, five teams that we've forked have made the playoffs.
2: Yeah, so we're not infallible. We never have been, and we'll probably be wrong again, but five teams after week three have been forked by the group, the New Orleans Saints, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, and the San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) Goodbye, guys. Let's talk Thursday night football. Busy show, guys, busy show. Here is a game between a team that we were not ready to fork just yet, the Miami Dolphins, but they have a tough one Uh, on Thursday night in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Yes, you got it. Two one and two teams, a double wounded animal game. And, you know, I say that in jest, but I also, you know, you fall to one and three, you're in deep trouble. So both these teams are going to be desperate. But, Wes, It seems like this is a nice matchup here for Cincinnati, a team that needs a win against, uh, let's face it, kind of a a weak-willed Miami Dolphins squad.
5: You could say weak-willed for, what, the past decade? Yeah. I don't know what's different about this. team. in the culture there. I don't know what's different about this team because I don't know what they do well other than get the ball to Javon Landry or Jarvis Landry and – and Dominic and Sue, and Cameron Wake play well. Rashad Jones is always at the line of scrimmage making plays. Other than that, they got nothing
4: to hang their hat on. And the Bengals should clean up in this game. The Bengals haven't shown any proclivity to being a dominant type of team this year. They were very lucky to beat the Jets, and I think they were soundly beaten by two good teams in back-to-back seasons. They need to show what they do well, because I was really surprised to see them go so run-heavy – Against Denver, uh, they go so pass happy the week before. They've really haven't rushed the passer too well. Their defensive line is something you think of as a strength. It's been okay. They, they, I think, want to prove to themselves that they can be that old sort of Bengals team, and I think they should. I think it's a good spot for them, and it's fair
3: after all the changes and losing your, you know, your top two wide receivers outside of AJ Green during the off season that it had an impact on this passing game. Gio Bernard is their second leading. Target Getter and C.J. Ozama is the third. I mean, they need Tyler Eifert back number one in that offense. I think this is a much better team than the Dolphins. They lost to the Steelers. I realize they've not, you know, they're one and two, but they lost to the Steelers in Pittsburgh, which has always been an issue for the Bengals. And they lost to the Super Bowl champions that have not slowed down from what we've seen. They're they're as good a team as last year. So at I home. I don't have a problem with one and two for the Bengals at this point.
4: They're not going to stay in a in the losing column for long. I don't think they're confident they can protect. Andy Dalton about after what happened in week one. I think that's why that's part of the reason why they avoided it against Denver. I mean, they went crazy run-heavy. It was working for the most part, but it was a limited, a limited offense. And in week two, it, it was kind of a similar story. And if the Dolphins have one thing, it's Ndamukong Suh, Cameron Wake, maybe get a good game out of Mario Williams. I think that's their hope is that they could have a good defensive line.
2: The leading rusher for the Dolphins right now is Ryan Tannehill. Not a balanced offense. Ryan Tannehill is not a a balanced quarterback, uh, if you will. And let me say something. I, listen, I I went to Cincinnati last week as a team that I thought would be an absolute winner. And they failed me. But they will not fail me two weeks in a row. Because, guys, not only do they think the Bengals are going to win, they're going to be my lock. Of the week. Don't let me down, striped cats. Don't I let don't me think they will.
3: The Dolphins gave up 200 total yards to Terrell Pryor last week and let made Isaiah Crowell look like a top running back. I mean, you can, this is happening week after week with the Dolphins, and my big issue with them is that the better teams, no matter what happens to them, you're going to get four quarters out of them. They're not going to be a different team before and after the half every week, and the Dolphins have been a schizophrenic organization Week after week, you're good one. You're good in the first half. You're bad in the first half. You,
4: you're in garbage time, and you start to light it up. Garbage time has a lot to do with it. This is a one-year tryout, potentially, for Ryan Tannehill and Adam Gase. I don't think that this is necessarily a long-term marriage. I think they would— if For Ryan Tannehill. They, for Ryan Tannehill. I think they would maybe give Adam Gase the opportunity to draft a new quarterback uh, if he didn't believe in Tannehill
2: after I'm this. I'm trying one. to think if I would like to see Chan Gailey and Ryan Tannehill together in the ends. That might be crazy <laughs> enough to work. I would talk myself into it and then probably suffer for s- multiple years. Um, all right. Around the horn, uh, winner and score, Mark Zessler.
3: Bengals, 31. Dolphins, 19.
2: Nice, nice
5: score. Wes? Bengals, 26. Dolphins,
2: 13. I will go Bengals in a stinker. Thursday night stinker. <laughs> Bengals, sorry, NFL Network, 23. Dolphins, six.
4: Well, in this annual game that's been on Thursday Night Football year after year that's provided us so many great memories like uh, Cameron Wake's walk-off safety.
2: That was a great moment. Remember that one? Yes. Uh,
4: I'm going the Bengals, 20 to 13.
2: All right. Across the board, the Bengals. That's the Thursday night preview. And remember, watch the game. Yeah, go ahead. Watch it on NFL Network. And then after the game, we'll have our full week four preview up and kicking off the show with the scientists recapping the Thursday night affair. So that's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And that is it for another edition of the around the NFL podcast. Now, this is a a, a sad day um, because the great Irishman, um, uh, our producer, uh, a handsome young man, a uh, playoff MVP of our championship city championship softball club. This is, our last show with Brandon, who uh, ends his his temporary employment, unfortunately, with NFL media. Uh, Irishman, how are you feeling at this time? Getting emotional. Getting emotional back <laughs> yep. there. You know we've loved having you here the second time. I, I am curious how you would like the listeners, because we don't know if Brandon will be back. He's a talented guy, and we hope that one day the NFL brings him in in a full-time capacity, but we know that could be a challenge around these parts and he's talented enough to get a, a a good job elsewhere but we we hope to see you again but we know this could be the end if this is your last show behind the glass how do you want us to remember you You
3: know I'm going to let a guy smarter than me tell you Would I rather be feared or loved um easy both I want people to be afraid of how much they love me
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And now <laughs> well said I want to sp- I want to speak on behalf of the entire around the NFL Uh, podcast group uh, and making the uh, official announcement that we are making an addition. Pick up the chisels forever because the Irishman, Brandon McGinnis, he's going up on Mount Rushmore, baby. Get Gutz and Borglum on the horn. Yes. He He is beaming right now. Standing up. we will carve that pretty face into Uh, the side of a mountain to join such luminaries as K-Rich. No? Yes. Yes. The gold standard. Sure. Sydney. La Cite. It's a quality quartet right there. TD. We don't have to have just four faces on Mount Rushmore. If you're (laughs) listening, we love you, TD. The Irishman on Mount Rushmore, uh, your comments. I appreciate it. Truly do. I
3: I honestly truly appreciate everything that you guys have done for me here. Uh, All kidding aside with. Uh,
4: Rushmore and all that. Um, I did make four friends, and I do appreciate it. Aww.
3: That's what I love about this. Uh, he's a sincere person, and I will say that it's hard to go months and months with someone at NFL media and not have one negative interaction. It's always I've always had positive interactions with it, and he battled for this. He battled mm. for recognition on the softball team. He
5: battled for this. It's he's absolutely a, true. He's a battler.
2: He's a battler. The old battler, the and Irishman. If,
5: and if you have to drive down from Sacramento every – Thursday night to play softball?
2: Please do. We need you, baby. Did everybody give him his sandwiches, by the way? Uh, that, w- that
4: is coming for me still at a time. Yeah.
2: We've, we've
4: arranged for me to get him one like tomorrow. He, he loves all your interactions, but, you know, the sandwich, maybe. Yeah. maybe Kissing cousins.
2: You guys got to you know, settle up here. We've already arranged it. Okay, good. And we'll get a drink with the Irishman before uh, he leaves us. Uh, but thank you, Irishman, for all your hard work. Thank you, sir. Welcome to Mount Rushmore. What an honor. Uh, we will be back, like I said, late Thursday night will be the next time you hear from us. It will be after that Thursday night football game. So thank you to um, everyone for listening. Uh, again, our latest show, uh, our Sunday night recap show, was our number one show in the history of the Around the NFL podcast. So the numbers keep getting bigger because you guys are incredible. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and, yes, one last time, the Irishman, Brandon McGinnis till Thursday.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.